on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Swing and a smash up the middle, and that one hit Matt Moore. The pickup and the throw is going to be in time anyway from Torres at third, and Matt Moore looks like he's all right. They complete the shutout. 12-0 Philadelphia. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. You know, I proposed, you know, let's just let's just replay yesterday's Brewers Extradies. That was really fun. That was one of the best wins you're ever going to see. We had all kinds of caller. Like it was just, that was just a, that was a party yesterday during BEI. Let's just replay that. But uh, the powers that be say no, you, you can't do that. You gotta you gotta talk about this one. Tough day, tough afternoon for the Brewers. They lose to the Phillies by a 12 nothing score. They have a hard time against the Phillies. We have learned that the Brewers do not play well against the Kansas City Royals. The Brewers don't play well against the Minnesota Twins. And the Brewers, for whatever reason, do not play well, seemingly, against the Philadelphia Phillies. Small, tiny, minuscule sample sizes on all of those cases. But they uh, it's, it's surprising what percentage of their overall losses over the course of the season have come against those three teams. Uh, you're not worried about Kansas City or Minnesota. That being said, you know what? You could end up seeing the uh, the Phillies in the playoffs. In fact, you could see the Phillies in the first round of the playoffs. If the Phillies catch the Braves and win the NL East, um, that could happen. I think it's a different world, and we'll see what happens here over the next couple of days. One game does not uh, make a season. And who the Brewers were when they played in Philadelphia much, 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 much earlier this season is not exactly who the Brewers are now. And again, the Brewers struggled against uh, the Cardinals in that first game, getting beat up pretty good. But yeah, not a good day. Not a good day for the crew as they lose again by a 12 nothing score. My name is Matt Pauley. Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin will be joining us momentarily when he is able to uh, wrap things up against the uh, wrap things up uh, on television. That's what I'm trying to say on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Once he is done there, he will make his way uh, up here, and we'll have him coming up in just a few moments. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line. 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I guess the thing that kind of stands out to me the most about this game, and bluntly, I don't even like saying this, because it's it's we don't have enough data points yet to even like start to think that maybe this is a thing. So in, in some ways, I feel like I'm being reckless when I even say what I'm about to say, and I'm not an alarmist. I'm not somebody who's uh, overly pessimistic that things are not going well. I'm not any of those things. Anybody who listens to me knows that. But what I am is I'm aware of the unknown. And what the unknown is is when you have pitchers, that are going to brand new territories when it comes to innings pitched in a season. And that's a big deal as is. And then when you're asking pitchers to do that, coming off a year where you only played 60 games, it becomes that much more pronounced. 
and I've talked about that with Freddie Peralta. I have no reason, no reason to believe that Freddie Peralta is not going to be perfectly fine. This last start was just his first start coming off the injured list, and he's going to lock back in and be okay. We have no reason to believe that Corbin Burns, and you know, it's not even fair to say that about Burns because Burns' line looks a whole lot different yesterday if, uh, if Eduardo Escobar doesn't touch that ball going down the third base line and they just allow it to go foul. Uh, today, Brandon Woodruff uh, struggled a little bit, and we have seen him struggle a bit, and today was the day where he eclipsed his uh, in total innings pitched uh, high for his entire career. He'd already passed up his big league uh, high, but you go back uh, a few years back in, in the minor leagues, there was a year where he was about 158 innings pitched, and he gets past that number today. So you just don't know, and I think that's the thing to be aware of. Again, I don't think it's anything to be worried about, scared about, but the Brewers are aware of it. The Brewers, and the most important thing is, you know, there, there's ways to really determine if things are not quite going right. If you see a guy's velocity really starting to tick down, well, that's, a, that's an indication that something's not right. If you see their spin rate really start to tick down, well, that's an indication that something's not quite right. And none of those things are happening at this moment. So there's really no reason to think that anything is not going quite right. But I do think this, this goes into the Brewers figuring out how to handle these next three weeks to make sure that they are their best self going into the postseason, how do you how do you manage the load of pitchers while at the same time keeping them sharp and keeping them stretched out for the postseason? I think it's a really interesting question, and bluntly, I don't have an answer to it. And that's something that the Brewers are, I'm sure they are thinking long and hard about how they want to handle workload while making sure that they are their best self going into the postseason. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. And just say this, I know the Brewers lose 12 nothing. It doesn't look great. It was a letdown game. It was. Uh, it happens. To win a game the way you did yesterday, these things happen. You, you have letdown games. Again, I'm not not overly worried about a letdown game, and they lose this game, and they for you know they haven't had success against uh, against Philadelphia this year. It, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. All right, we will uh, have a news update in about two minutes. We'll continue on with the program after that. Don't go anywhere. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. A one. Swing and a bouncer. Double play ball. Urias to Wong for one. On to first double play. Brent Suter comes in. Bases loaded. Nobody out. Punch out. Double play. Thank you very much. That's the highlight of the game right there for the Brewers. When you lose 12-0, that's the, uh, that's the highlight. Maybe that and Luke Maley pitching the, uh, the night. Although he gives up a run, but Maley has the second-best day of any Brewers pitcher, giving up the one run. Suter got three outs, came in in a tough jam, and, and gets out of it unscathed. So Suter has the best pitching performance of the day for the Brewers. Maley probably has the second-best, giving up a run on two hits. Um, I don't know how you Probably Brandon Woodruff would put third, four runs in six innings, uh, six strikeouts, one walk. That was his day. He gives up three home runs, something he's never done before. Just not a... 
Not a great day for the Brewers as they lose by a 12-0 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. I'm Matt Pauley. Craig Kishon from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. He will join us momentarily. Uh, some text messages coming in. Ray in Illinois. A day like today just shows how important it has been for the Brewers to build up the lead they have in the division. As for the pitchers, I hope they can figure out a way to get some of these guys a little bit of extra rest before the postseason. Yeah, I don't... That's a. It's a. I just don't know. I, I don't know if they need rest. I don't know uh, if they. But you still want them to stay sharp. Like clearly, with Freddie Peralta, and he's the one where it's the biggest deal in terms of innings pitch being in an area where it's never been at before. Um, so they they get you know they gave him some rest around the All Star break. They put him on the injured list uh, when he had the shoulder issue. Probably left him there a little bit longer than he needed to stay there just to uh, just to try to. Get him, you know, back to where he needs to be, and give that arm a little bit of rest. And yeah, it's just uh, it, it's something that a lot of teams are dealing with. Uh, but the Brewers having a relatively young pitching staff when it comes to especially their their experience, having lots of starts and trying to be kind of two hundred inning type pitchers, those sort of things. It's um, it's just territory they've never been in before. And again, it's just you add that much more to it because you're coming off the 60-game season last year. So not only are these pitchers going to an area in terms of innings pitched that they've never been at before, they're also having the huge innings increase from last year to this year. And the Brewers are not the only team dealing with this. This is not just a Brewers issue. Uh, but it, that doesn't mean that you don't uh, pay attention to, uh, to what's going on. Doug texting in saying uh, records don't matter anymore. This Phillies team is very close to the Brewers. Very nice lineup. Uh, two top starting pitchers. This, this could be a very tough first-round series. Brewers would be a slight favorite. Of course, Braves wouldn't be a walk in the park. And the big three is slipping a little bit. I, uh, I've talked about this a bit. I talked about this during the Cardinal series. And then the Brewers ended up taking two out of three. But let's be honest. The Brewers, you could even argue maybe the Brewers should have lost two of three in that series. The Brewer, the yesterday's win for the Brewers is an all-time unexpected, unlikely kind of win. So if they lose that game as it felt like they were going to, uh, they would have lost two of three in that series. And something I've talked about is these games not being yoked equally. And what I'm saying in that is when a game means a lot more for the other team than it means for you. And that is the, that's the definition of this series, where the Phillies are fighting for their playoff lives, and the Brewers are just trying to get to the, to the postseason. They're just trying to finish out the regular season. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, you don't really know how these games are going to play out because the, the stakes are different. And I feel like any time the stakes are different for two teams in the same game, uh, it just it's it's a little bit tougher, and you give the Brewers a ton of credit for not losing their edge during this period where they they have not had as much to play for as their opponent. But at some point, you know, I think games like this, and I think that first game against St. Louis, those games tend to happen in in a dynamic like this. Eight five five six one six one twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Craig Sean from Valley Sports Wisconsin joins me after this break. We're back with uh, with more in a moment here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. And the pitch, swinging a smash to a backhanded grab. Whoa! 
what a play. Took an extra base and away from Real Muto on a backhanded stab by Escobar. Tough one for the Brewers today. They fall to the Philadelphia Phillies by a 12-0 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Accident Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin joins us. This, this feels like a letdown game. After, uh, after everything that went on yesterday, you're playing a team in the Phillies that A, is hot, and B, has so much to play for whether you want to call it a hornet's nest, a letdown game, whatever word in the uh, sports vernacular we want to go with, uh, it was that and more today for the Brewers. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that, and, it, and it's tough because they had an improbable win yesterday, and um, the finish is something that, you know, the further you went into finding out how uh, rare that was, that win yesterday, I mean, it's all you could talk about today mm-hmm. leading up to first pitch of this game. So, I mean, you, you had a real full dose of something special. And, and I know these players felt it, too. I mean, we saw stuff yesterday, you know, that we referenced even on this show that, you know, Vogelback does the interview after the walk-off Grand Slam with Sophia and the entire team is waiting in the dugout. I mean, that's that. I've never seen that before. I guarantee you that's never happened. Craig Council said this morning he doesn't ever remember that happening before. So there's nothing negative about that, that's for sure. And it had probably nothing to do with what we saw today. But I think, you know, a little, little wind out of the sails, a little emotion out when you're facing, like you said, a hungry team and a really good pitcher right now who has Milwaukee's number in Zach Wheeler. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wheeler is somebody who's picked up Cy Young Award votes in his career. This is this is a legit dude. He's got that the, two shutouts against this team this year. Yeah, he's really good. He's a really good pitcher. Um, and you, you can't Brandon Woodruff was prone to the home run ball today, and that put the Brewers kind of in an early hole, and then they just never found a way to do anything from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, and I think, you know, they've been playing from behind a lot, and I think um, even as, as big as that win was yesterday for Milwaukee, I think I tallied on here going back to uh, Adrian Hauser's start, the com- com- complete game shutout he had. Uh, he did give up a two-out single in the ninth. And from the ninth inning up until midway through this game, I think there were 14 straight innings of baseball that there was traffic on the mm. bases against Brewer pitching. That's a long stretch, yeah. and that's that that just goes to show you how much pressure, how much extra, how many extra pitches uh, are being used to get through things. And and with Rudolph today, they. They sat fastball, and as soon as they saw it early, they hit it. And that takes that takes a bite out of you that can have residual effects over mm-hmm. days and days and days too. Uh, it's it's not great when you've got whether it's added pitchers to your starters' total pitch count or use of the bullpen in a more expanded way than you want to use it. Those are not the. We could talk about a lot of things that matter and don't matter for the Brewers right now because. Wins and losses, I don't think, actually really matter at this point. You need to accumulate enough wins uh, c- combined with Reds' losses to go ahead and clinch the division, but that's going to happen. The individual games don't matter that much, but there are some things happening inside of the games that can matter because you don't want to be kind of, stick with me here, playing from behind from like a physical standpoint as yep. the season moves along, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's kind of how it's felt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the Brewers uh, earlier in the week, last week, had a four-game winning streak going, and, and none of that was easy. 
and uh, they're they're clearly right now um, struggling offensively. They don't have a lot of guys that are in hot streaks right now, um, and so the nagging injuries have, have been a little bit of an issue here right now. So, you know, trying to keep your head above water at this point and keep breathing and keep doing some things right and. And uh, the other thing, Matt, is their pitching has been so good, whether it's Woodruff getting touched up a little bit here today or even Boxberger, for that matter. He couldn't even record an out before he had to leave the game. Um, uh, Stuff like this is going to happen on occasion. I think we're seeing a little bit right now. Yeah, and I talked about this before you got here. I think I'm I'm not raising the flag to be alarmed yet, but I think it needs to be on on people's radar that you know I think today's the day that Brandon Woodruff eclipsed his career high for innings pitched. That goes back to the minor leagues as well. I believe the season high for innings pitched was 158, and that was a year I think it was combined at high A and double A or double A or triple A. I could look it up, but that doesn't really matter. It happened uh, in the minor leagues. He was at 158 one year. He eclipses that today, so he's never thrown as many innings as he's at right now. Peralta's already gone past that. You got the same deal with Burns, so that's that in itself is something that you're aware of because they're doing things they've never done before. Then the other thing to throw in the pot is it's such an increase from year to year because they played just the 60 games last year, so innings pitch were down. So you're asking guys to have a major increase in innings year over year, and you're asking them to throw more innings than they ever have in their career. You would be crazy to believe that the Brewers organization is not keenly aware of those two things. Yeah, I mean, it was top of the radar, top of the agenda going in. It's one of the reasons after really the first three or maybe four weeks of the season, they moved pretty steadily towards the six-day or six-man rotation, however it worked. And um, and I think now you're you're at a point here right now where you're looking at where are some of the other top pitchers in the league here right now as far as innings pitch. There's there's several that are 20, 30, even 40 innings more pitched already this season than than some of our three all-stars that, that we've got going on here in Milwaukee here right now. So, um, And those guys have been around, though, longer and have experienced this. And it is, it is a build-up process. And the pandemic year of 2020 certainly didn't help the progress of these guys trying to get to a point where you can rely on them and you need them for, say, the 30 starts, which are usually a key for a good starting pitcher. So I'm looking at all the league leaders for uh, for all of baseball when it comes to ERA, wins, strikeouts, game started, complete game shutout, game saves, innings pitched, average whip, and win percentage. And the Brewers pretty much have a league leader uh, in the top ten in all of those lists except wins. Their starting pitchers have not accumulated a whole lot of wins this year, and then innings pitch. They do not have – actually, check that. Brandon Woodruff is uh, among the league leaders in innings pitch. He's the only one after today. He, he pushed into the top ten today at 163 and a third. That puts him at six. And interestingly enough, Zach Wheeler is number one in all baseball. He's now 188 and two-thirds. Yeah, I knew he was close to 200 innings, yep. Wheeler. Um, and I would have guessed that Woody would have been there because I don't really remember Woody – Missing a start this year, do you? I mean, Burns has missed some and Freddie's missed some, but out of that trio that we're talking about, um, I don't think Woodruff has. He was not at the top ten coming into today. Today pushes him in, so we'll see. And that shows why that every six days or having the five days off, 
obviously plays a factor in accumulating yeah, those. Yeah, absolutely. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. It is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Swing and a drive in the left center and deep, and this is big trouble and gone for McCutcheon. Wow. 12 nothing. Brewers come up short. They lose to the uh, they lose to the Phillies today. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. I'm Matt Pauley. That's Craig Kishon from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Field Pigeon, one of our favorites, tweeting in. In your opinion, what do the Brewers do once they clinch? Attempt to get hot, stay hot, go into the playoffs, or rest key players and hope they're all fresh and healthy for the postseason? Like, yes. Yes, you do all that. You you. You try to rest guys, but you try to keep guys sharp at the same time, and it is going to be a balancing act that is going to be incredibly challenging for Craig Council. And, you know, they play the Dodgers the last three games of the year, and at this rate, you certainly would expect that would be one of the more meaningless series for Milwaukee Yeah, uh, just to end the regular season. For the Dodgers, the way things are going out in the West, it's probably going to be very meaningful. Um, but you also have to be careful of matching up against that same team potentially a few days later or a week later. So what do you you know? Do you show your hand? You haven't seen the Dodgers since uh, earlier this season here in Milwaukee. There's a lot of things I think, um, Matt, that we're we're not going to be used to seeing and and how they've played out their regular seasons the last three years that they have made the playoffs because it has gone down to the final day for the most part. Um, but this is going to be different all the way around, but health, protect your players, uh, and get things set up for the postseason. But at the same time, it's not like you want your starters not throwing for the final two weeks. Like you do want right. them to feel like they've got some momentum going into the postseason. That's part of this, too. And you're going to have, when the regular season ends on that Sunday, I think it's October 3rd, you're going to have uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday off before you play your first National League divisional game on Friday. You could so there's four days right yeah. there. You're not playing. So it, and like this is kind of fun to think about. If that if the, if that series really means nothing, then perhaps a Woodruff, a Burns, or a Peralta don't start, but maybe come in out of the bullpen. Maybe they don't appear at all. Maybe they throw a side session just so because then you're talking about over a week without them pitching yeah. if they don't appear in that series at all. It's uh. Yeah, there's there's going to be some decisions to be made. <laughs> see, see, you you know, you plan for a 162 game season. Your 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 obviously your goal is to get in the playoffs. This team knew they were good enough to be a playoff contender before it all began. But boy, I tell you, the way it's played out, I don't think they thought they were going to be this good. No, have an 11 game lead. You know, with now 23 games to go, they protect their 11 game lead today because Cincinnati already lost. I mean, this is this is such different territory as far as. Creating a blueprint, I think, for the postseason. Magic number's 13. Lucky number 13 <laughs> after today. It's amazing. Text from the 262. Do you see both Rowdy and Vogelback making the playoff roster? How many guys need to be dropped for October? Uh, you go back to 26 for uh, the postseason. I do think they're both on the roster. I think Vogelback brings so much as a pinch hitter off the bench. Uh, you also uh, can get a little bit creative with like pitching, especially for the divisional series, because uh, you're not going to need all your starters. So uh, for sure, I, I, I don't see a scenario where 
each of those guys are off the roster. I don't or, either. I, I think you're right. I think the bottom line is you're you're have to juggle the pitching staff more than anything right now, and and you want some weapons coming off the bench in in key spots, lefties, righties, uh, that you might even see in pinch hitting form more often than not. So it's still about versatility. You can say, well, neither of these guys can play anywhere else, but you know what? They sure can hit, mm-hmm. and they can play in the play in the batter's box, and that's all that matters right now. Hey, you know what? Sometimes one important at bat is more is more meaningful than three or four not so important. You know, we used to make this. Uh, I used to make this argument all the time with Josh Hader, when, especially when Hader was a multi-inning guy. When we would go see Hader throw two to three innings. Um, and people were still calling for him to be a starter at that point. That was a conversation we had a lot of on this oh, show. Yeah. Yeah. And I always said, starters, invariably, they throw a lot of innings that simply don't matter. They throw meaningless innings game after game after game. That's, that's the role of a starting pitcher. When Josh Hader was throwing multiple innings, you were guaranteeing that that electric arm was always throwing innings that mattered. And that was always my reason that I didn't want to see them move him to a starter. So let's kind of use that same principle with this. It's really tough to be a pinch hitter who can be successful off the bench. I don't know if there's anything tougher in baseball than being the guy who's going to get one at-bat per game and being able to find success with it. If you're going to carry Daniel Vogelback as that guy, and I think he's already proven that he's got the makeup to be someone who can be successful as a pinch hitter, in many ways that can be more impactful than the guy who is starting every day because you don't have any control over where they are going to come up. Yeah, and you're, you're talking about a guy that's patient at the plate, takes a lot of pitches, has a good eye. You can say the same thing about Jace Peterson. You can say the same thing if Tyrone Taylor gets healthy enough and it looks like he's going to. Um, you're you're going to need guys like that, that um, those particular guys understand their role. I, that's the one thing that I always say, and you've heard me say it a million times, if you're not starting, you have to understand what your role is. And if you don't embrace it, um, that the fact that you're not a starter and, and you do have something specific to take care of and be ready for if you don't embrace that, you're not going to be successful at it. And this organization has done a really good job at finding those guys that, that embrace it. And you, you couldn't have heard a better example than what Vogelback said after the game yesterday. I know I lost my job at first base when I was injured. They asked me to come back. I was ready to come back. I forced my way back. And I understand what my role is with this team right now, and that's to pinch it, and I will be ready. And boom, he hits a grand slam. Aaron in Illinois. May have seemed like a rough weekend for the crew. However, they started the long weekend 29 over, finished 29 over with four fewer games now. 500 ball the rest of the way, finishes at 95 wins. I'll take that. Also, it seems like Hauser has established himself to be the fourth starting pitcher in the postseason. Uh, I've, I've actually started to come around on something, Craig, because we've talked about um, the starting pitching potentially in the postseason and how maybe you reduce back down to like really being focused on those three guys. As we've seen the struggles a little bit, not big struggles, but just signs of struggle from a Peralta, from a Woodruff, I'm coming around to say, you know what, you've got to keep the extended rest for these guys even in the, even in the postseason to make sure they're their best. I, I think it's a four-man rotation in the, in the postseason. Do you think it's more of four-man in the, in the opening round than league championship? 
No, I actually think it's more the league championship and the World Series yeah. uh, because in that open, it depends on how many games. It's best of five. Yeah, it's best of five with a couple off days in there, so there's a lot more flexibility. But once all of a sudden it's best of seven with the same amount essentially off days as the divisional series, then I think you just go straight four. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's certainly something to talk about, and and I really don't know where the Brewers stand on this because they'll never say publicly right. at this point. They're not going to put the cart ahead of the horse. And, and I can say, do that. Yeah, well, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we all can, and, and it's a great. Great conversation to have. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, but, you know, this team has also done a lot of other creative things and gone with two starters in one game, too. So maybe all five will be ready to go. Maybe all six will be used. Uh, I mean, as these shows go here in the next few weeks, I think you and I, and, and when Augie's on as well, can, can say, how do you use Lauer? on your postseason roster? How do you use Hauser on your postseason roster? How do you use Brett Anderson on your postseason roster? Do all three of those guys belong on the postseason roster or not? How You know, there, there are a few position guys, too, that I wonder, how is it going to work for Jackie Bradley Jr. on the postseason roster? Somebody like that who's gone now. You know, I know he had the big hit to get the, the rally going yesterday, but... I get here's a guy that's back to struggling at the plate again. Yeah, you he, know, I, I, you know, but these are conversations that that we still have time to have, but they're going to be out there, and not a lot of time. Postseason's going to be here before yeah. you know it. Yeah, there's one more homestand left after this one. Yeah. Big get big ten gamer, yeah, my friend. Yeah, though it's it, going to be a big one. It's a long one. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll take a break when we come back. The post game comments. The manager Craig Council here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. And the pitch, swinging a fly ball, hit to right, and uh, this may be his last one because that one is out of here for Brad Miller. It's his second home run in the game, and the Phillies now lead 12-0. Former Brewers had okay games today. Brad Miller, Gene Segura. Welcome back in. It's Brewers uh, Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, coming your way from American Family Field. Tough one. Tough afternoon for the crew here on Labor Day. They lose by a 12-0 score. Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago, was specifically asked about uh, the home runs, three of them that uh, Brandon Woodruff gave up today. Well, I thought, I mean, the pitch to Harper, yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's a great major league hitter, and he, he it was down the middle fastball. So, um yeah, he fell behind the count in a couple couple instances. Um, gotten some bad counts, so. Um, but they did a nice job against his his fastball. So I'll give him credit. Craig, I asked Woody this too, but where does Wheeler rank among guys you've seen this season? Well, I don't I don't know if there's any other guys that we faced more than once that we haven't scored against. So I think I think he's he's been he's been as good as anybody against us for sure. He's 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 been really tough on us. Um, you know, there's a lot of similarities between him and Woody with their fastballs, um, but he was he was good again today. He'd been having a tough, a couple of tough, tougher outings for him lately, Craig. With a great pitcher like that, is it sometimes hard to figure those out and like know what? Who's that? Wheeler. He'd had a he'd had a couple of read allowed some runs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there was. I mean, we looked at him actually. There's not. He hasn't been. It hasn't been loud. It hasn't been, it's, it's been some, it's, he has given up runs, but he's pitched pretty well, frankly. Um, 
Uh, I was hopeful there was something else there, but he's he's been pitching pretty well. <laughs> just just has given up some runs. Craig, what did you see with Box today? We really haven't seen him have an inning like that where he just didn't seem. Yeah, to I mean, he just. Yeah, he didn't have a great inning. I mean, it's you know we 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 wanted to get him out there. He's been off for a little bit and just didn't have a great inning. There's nothing nothing there to see. I, I you know he just didn't have a great inning. Craig, did Norris say anything about being bothered by that cut, or for him too? Was it just not a great inning? No, I mean we made you know we made a defensive mistake there. You know we got two outs there and get none, so that obviously you know dramatically impacts that inning. Um, yeah, but no no mention of the um, his his thumb bothering him. Craig, after the high of yesterday, is there such a thing as a hangover the next day, or is every day its own animal? I mean, we got beat by a good starting pitcher today. You, you know, the score got out of hand at the end, but we got beat by a really good starting pitcher. Anything else? Hey, I, I can't remember if we asked this definitively before the game, but after Avi ran today, do you, is he back in the lineup tomorrow? Uh, I, he'll play in this series. We'll decide whether that's tomorrow or Wednesday, tomorrow. Manager Craig Council, not a whole lot from him today. Not a lot to say. What do you say after a 12-0 loss? That's one where you... You talk through a few talking points, and you go ahead and uh, call it a day. Not a whole lot uh, to be uh, to be said. Uh, got a text. So earlier, I was asked about uh, Rowdy Telez and Daniel Vogelback making the playoff roster. Uh, Follow up on that. I have a text message asking if I think that's going to happen. Do I think that Jackie Bradley Jr. and Manny Pena also make the uh, playoff roster? And this person uh, who to. Uh, uh, text in basically said that they felt like um, it would be a better option for the Brewers to keep Luke Maley. I really, really, really like the job that Maley has done. Like, fa- fantastic job. Fantastic job what he's done. He is the third catcher. Uh, if Omar Narvaez and Manny Pena are both healthy, there is no doubt. This is not even a question. There is zero doubt that Manny Pena is going to be on the playoff roster and uh, and Maley's not not going to be there. Maley's done a great job. Manny Pena is the is the number two catcher on this team. And again, I don't think there's uh, any doubts when it comes to that. Mike in Colorado, I'm more concerned that the Brewers still seem inconsistent in scoring runs. Okay. Um <laughs> Uh, they've been so good for a while, especially since the All-Star break for a while there. Um, they were as good as anybody in baseball at scoring runs. Mike's right. I, I can't argue with the recent success where it seems like it's been up and down. And again, it's really hard to kind of evaluate things in a, in a very truthful kind of way when you had a game like yesterday. Because yesterday shouldn't have happened. And, and I don't say that in a... Uh, in a dismissive, denigrating way to the Brewers, I say it in that that doesn't happen. You go look at the numbers and the times that that's happened. Like That has happened a handful of times in the history of Major League Baseball. That doesn't happen. So the Brewers' run scoring yesterday where they put up six runs, it, it, that's in, in reality and truth, that's not really a six-run day for them. Like, I guess in reality it is, but it it didn't feel like that. They were at one run going to the ninth inning, and then just hell breaks loose, for lack of a better term. Like it was just it was crazy the way that finished. 
Uh, the day before that, they they have a nice four nothing win. That was the Hauser game. Although they scored those runs all really early against Kwon Yun Kim when he was struggling, may have been injured. The trainers came out to look at him once the Cardinals went to the bullpen. There was absolutely no scoring the day before that. They lose to the Cardinals 15-4. The day before that, they lose to the Giants 5-1. So, yeah, is there some inconsistencies right now at this very moment to the team scoring runs? Okay, I'll buy that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think you can argue that. But is this team a good run-scoring team? I would argue, yeah, they are. But they also have to come up with extra base hits. That's a big thing about them scoring runs. Let's go back to the Twin Series. You go back to the Twin Series... And you look at those first two games that they lost, the 2 nothing and the 6-4 losses, they didn't have a single extra base hit in either of those games. Even that second game where they scored, scored all four of their runs in one inning, that, that inning was largely gifted to them in terms of walks. And they scored four runs in an inning without an extra base hit. That doesn't happen very often, but it happened in that game. They, they play a really tough Giants team, but a Giants team that also was kind of dealing with some COVID issues, but a Giants team then at the same time, that as soon as that series got done, what happened? The Giants just took two out of three from, uh, from the Dodgers to go back into first place in the National League West. I'm all over the place in answering this question, and there's some, there's some intent to it because that's kind of the way things are right now. For me, when it comes to the run scoring right now for the Brewers, it's really tough to evaluate, um, but it's a tiny sample size. I'm a sample size guy. I say it all the time. It, if, if we just want to focus in maybe from the Twins series on, because that's where it kind of felt like the run scoring became inconsistent. They had a good run scoring series against the Reds. They had a good run scoring series against the Nationals. The last time they played the Cardinals before that, they were in pretty good shape. They did, they did all right against the Pirates before that. The, the offensive inconsistencies have been for the last week and a half, tiny sample size. What they have done in a larger perspective since the All-Star break absolutely outweighs uh, this period here recently. And another thing, the, Bre- the Brewers have had some success against left-handers. We've talked so much. We've talked so much about the lack of success against left-handers. And what we do, like, you look at the trends over a 162-game season, and sometimes it's really tough to like, figure out what's real and what's not real. And we've talked all season long about the team's home record versus road record, where they've been so much better on the road. Well, if you start to dig in on that a little bit and you start to see where, you know, where the home games were placed and what the team was going through at the time, let's say they, let's say they lose the next two games against the Phillies and they end up going, what, two and four on this homestand. There's people that are going to be out here saying, well, they just don't play as well at home. Well, they, this is also a period of time where they've lost Willie Adamas and, and they're, they're dealing with some other things and they're playing a Phillies team that for, so for whatever reason... Maybe they have a hard time beating. We can say the same thing about Kansas City earlier. The uh, Other than the Giants series that they lost two out of three, that clearly they should have won at least two out of three, where Garcia doesn't make the catch with two outs in the ninth inning. Other than that, the only other series they've lost in the second half at home is the series against Kansas City, and for some reason they just can't beat Kansas City. So one of the things, I, I struggle with it. I, I really try to dig into stuff and try to figure out what's real and what's not real. As much as I like to use the Jay-Z quote of men lie, women lie, numbers don't, actually sometimes numbers do lie. Sometimes numbers do lie. And the numbers when it comes to record against right-handers versus record against left-handers, we'll dig into that a little bit. 
when it comes to home record versus road record. We'll dig into that a little bit. Is it really as pronounced? Is it really as dramatic as that record would seem? No. No, it's not. 855-616-1620, the Yankee Dam Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. We're going back through the game with the highlights next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauly. Yeah, let's do this. 12-0. Brewers end up losing to the Phillies. Brandon Woodruff going for the crew. Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies. The Phillies would strike first in the first inning with one out. It's Gene Segura at the plate. The kick and the pitch. Swinging and a drive to right center. He got it all that time. And the Philadelphia Phillies jump out to a 2-0 lead on a booming home run by Bryce Harper. Yeah, excuse me, I messed that up. Gene Segura got a base hit, then Bryce Harper hit the home run. I'm having a 12 nothing loss day, too. So that's a Bryce Harper home run uh, after Gene Segura got the base hit. Don't worry, we would hear from Gene Segura eventually. I was just getting in front of myself. Let's get to the second inning. We'll get this right now as uh, Freddie Galvis is at the plate in the uh, second inning. Woodruff deals, swinging, and a fly ball to right. This one is going to wind up a 3-0 lead for Philadelphia. No doubt about that one. Yeah, Freddie Galvis a home run. So the uh, Harper home run in the first, a two-run shot. The Galvis home run in the second inning, and uh, that makes it a 3-0 game. Brandon Woodruff had never given up three home runs in a game. That changes in the fourth. Brad Miller leading things off. Swing and a fly ball to right. That ball is hammered. Headed for the second deck. And about three-quarters of the way up into the second deck. A 2-0 fastball from Brandon Woodruff. And Miller hits his 16th home run of the season. That would be it as far as what Woodruff would give up and give him credit. He would pitch into the seventh inning. That's where he runs into a little bit of trouble. Ronald Torres gets a base hit, then a walk to Odubel Herrera, and uh, that ends the day for Woodruff as Brent Suter comes in. First batter he faces is Gene Segura. He walks. That loads the bases for Bryce Harper. The stretch here comes. Struck him out looking. Fastball in the inside corner. That's one. Yeah, one indeed. He gets the next two thanks to JT Ramuto. A one. Swing and a bouncer. Double play ball. Urias to Wong for one. On to first double play. Brent Suter comes in. Bases loaded. Nobody out. Punch out. Double play. Thank you very much. Still very much a game at 4 nothing, but that would certainly change in the eighth inning. Brad Boxberger into the game. And one of the all-time Brewer killers, Andrew McCutcheon, at the plate. Swing and a drive in the left center and deep. And this is big trouble and gone for McCutcheon. Wow. Yeah, home run for McCutcheon. Then D.D. Gregorius walks. Brad Miller gets a base hit. Runners on at first and third. That brings up a pinch hitter in Travis Jankowski. He walks. That loads the bases for Ronald Torres, who gets a base hit. Uh, station to station running at that point as Gregorius scores. 
Bases remain loaded. Daniel Norris comes in to replace uh, Boxberger. He faces off against Odubel Herrera. Herrera reaches on a fielder's choice where Norris threw wide to second, and uh, they couldn't hold the bag. So that scores Brad Miller. The bases remain loaded, and it's Gene Segura at the plate. And the pitch. Segura to left and deep, and big, big trouble. He has just hit one with the bases loaded, adding four more, and it is 11-0 Philadelphia. Told you we hear from Segura eventually a seven-run eighth inning for the Phillies, and that makes it an 11-0 score. In the ninth inning, it was fun. Luke Maley comes in to pitch for uh, the Brewers, the uh, Brewers uh, catcher. It was his third appearance as a pitcher. Uh, He had never given up a run in his first two appearances. That changes when Brad Miller is at the plate. And the pitch. Swing on a fly ball, hit to right. And uh, this may be his last one because that one is out of here for Brad Miller. It's his second home run in the game. And the Phillies now lead 12-0. That would be the final score as the Phillies go to 71-66. and The Brewers, they drop to 84-55, and winning totals for the crew. 12 runs, 16 hits, no errors. They leave eight. For the Brewers, no run, six hits, one air. They leave seven. Uh, let's see. Let's check the uh, win real quick. When the box score first came out, they had not. It goes to Wheeler. Excuse me. He goes to uh, twelve and nine. Obviously, Brandon Woodruff does take the loss as he drops to nine and eight. All right, home runs. Here they are. Bryce Harper hitting his twenty-eighth. Freddie Galvis hitting his twelfth. Brad Miller hitting his sixteenth and seventeenth. Andrew McCutcheon hitting his twenty-fourth. Gene Segura hitting his 11th. There's a lot going on in this box score. Game last, three hours and 21 minutes, played in front of a good crowd of 30,192 folks at American Family Field. 12 nothing. the final. You just want to get this one in the rearview mirror as quickly as possible. We'll do that by looking ahead to game two of the series tomorrow night. We'll do that next. It's Brewers Extra Innings. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. 12-0, Brewers lose to the Phillies in game one of a three-game set. They'll get back at it tomorrow night here at American Family Field. Around the NL Central... The Cardinals lose to the Dodgers 5-1, as it feels like the Cardinals really maybe legitimately now are uh, falling out of contention for the wild card. They've been sticking around. They've suffered some tough losses, and it continued to stick around. You know, Don't bury them quite yet, uh, but that's a tough loss for them, and they're in the middle of a tough stretch. Cubs beat the Reds 4-3. Another uh, big hit for Frank Schwindel, who has just uh, taken over the uh, the city of Chicago as the Cubs Playing games that don't matter, but they're finding ways to win, so give credit where credit's due. Uh, Pirates double up the Tigers by a 6-3 score. So here are the standings right now, National League uh, divisional uh, standings. Brewers lead the Reds by 11 games. Again, the magic number, it is down to 13 with the Reds losing today. Cardinals 13 games back. In the NL East... The Phillies are within a game and a half of the Braves. I believe the Braves are in action. And no, the Braves are off today, which is stupid. What is Major League Baseball doing having any team not play on Labor Day? Everybody should play on Labor Day. Sidebar over. Giants have a one-game lead. 
on the Dodgers in the uh, wild card race in the National League. The Padres now have a full one game lead on the Reds. The Phillies are within two games of the second wild card. The Cardinals three and a half back, and the Mets four and a half. I guess Cardinals are only three and a half, so they're still they're still right there. So uh, game two of this three-game series between the Brewers and the Phillies coming up tomorrow evening. Pitching matchup, Eric Lauer will get the start for the Brewers. Left-hander will come in with a 4-5 and record and a 3.43 ERA. Aaron Nola is going to get the start for the Phillies tomorrow. He's not having his normal uh, type season. He's 7-7 seven and seven with an ERA that's uh, sitting at 4.54. 6 41st pitch tomorrow. That means our network coverage is set to begin at uh, 6.05. And myself and Jerry Augustine tomorrow. It'll be me and Augie. We will have you for uh, Brewers Extra Innings, and that will be immediately following the game. Once again, Brewers today, they lose by a 12 nothing score. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.